Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Happy Friday to you. It is Friday, the 23rd of June, 2023. Daniel Pedigree back in the chair for the final time this week. And what a busy week it has been. We're broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. You can send a text anytime. 0457 736 736. Really want to hear from you on this Friday morning after a big week of sport, and that's all before breakfast in Sydney with Vossie and Brandy. Brandy back from Origin Duty and Pat and Heels on for our Queensland listeners after 6 o'clock. Plenty to get through. A look back at the Women's Origin last night, 18-14 to New South Wales, but Queensland clinched the series. Not been a couple of good days for New South Wales. Charlie Goodsir will join me in about a half an hour to preview uh, this round of the NRL, back into NRL mode tonight. And we are going to try, uh, and try being the key word, uh, to have a chat with John Gallo, our EPL, our football expert. We haven't spoken to him for a few weeks. He's over in Poland on a bit of a holiday, and he's just messaged me saying he's okay for a chat, but he is at a beach club in Poland. Uh, so it could be anything. We're going to have a quick chat with him. We're going to try and have a quick chat with him in about 15 minutes. So plenty to look forward to over the course of the next hour. 0457 736 736, our text number. Or you can call the open line, 1300 01 1170. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Want to talk about... Des Hasler, Justin Holbrook and the Gold Coast Titans in just a second. Want to hear from you as well. Bit of a free-for-all. What's been the highlight of the week in sport? And what are you most looking forward to over the weekend? What is going to be the talking point come Monday morning? I actually think one of the talking points could potentially be tonight in that Dragons-Warriors game if Ben Hunt does take the field. We will get to all of that in a second. But last night in front of a crowd of 18,275 people, great crowd up in Townsville, New South Wales, won the second women's origin match, 18 points to 14 over Queensland. But unfortunately for New South Wales, but good news for Queensland, wasn't enough to clinch the series. If you missed any of it, this is how it played out last night on SEN. Now Davis, little kick, early kick, got to sit up, got to sit up. Oh, she did well. Finally getting it down was Panatani. She had the presence of mind to stop and wait and get the kick. And then she had to stay in the in-goal area and she did it. And New South Wales get the first try. Brigginshaw out the back to Aiken. Aiken, Tasman Gray, full of running. Now she's got Upton on the outside. Gives it away. Finds the faster player. And the faster player finds the try. Now they go left-hand side. Tasman Gray has been a handful all night. Oh! One-handed pass round the corner, if you don't mind, and then a release. Emily Bass has got across and scored after two miracle offloads from Queensland. Brigginshaw out the back, a running Aiken, a running Aiken. Got straight through Aiken. Gets to Tomagato, too strong. That's what we didn't want for New South Wales. The danger of Aiken. They come back to the left-hand side. Fui Maono out the back. Tomagato, great release and offload. Penatani gets across for the second. Lovely interchange of passing. That's how you do a cookie. And New South Wales score down a left edge. They couldn't do it last night at Suncorp. They do it at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Sinead Chizolka kicks it. You can't do He's that. He's leading with the foot. You cannot do that. That's a penalty. This could be penalty try here. Right on New South Wales. Keep it in hand. No, she kicks it. She's kicked it and she's kicked it straight to, to Mika Upton. 
That is poor game awareness from New South Wales. Queensland have lost and won. Yeah, nicely put by Jimmy Smith. Queensland have lost, but they won this series. As I said, over 18,000 people there. Did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? A lot of people on social media saying they enjoyed it more than the origin on Wednesday night. Your thoughts on it? And I tell you what, uh, I'd love to see the women's origin go to three games. Uh, they've expanded from one to two. It'd be great to see it go to three. Um, but doesn't it set up the NRLW season very nicely as well, starting, I think it's next month. So uh, well done to all involved. Well done to the crowd. As I said, over 18,000 people there. If you watched it, you enjoyed it. Any thoughts of the match last night? Well done to Queensland once again. Well done to New South Wales on the win, uh, but unfortunately not enough. Uh, hopefully one day we get to see it go to three games. Your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 Now, Plenty to look forward to across the course of the weekend. So I want to know what's going to be the talking point, what's going to be the highlight of the weekend. Um, it doesn't just have to be in rugby league. It can be in any sport. Uh, interesting round of NRL coming up, but what's going to be a highlight over the course of the weekend? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 736 kind of wishing the cricket was on. Um, I know we have to wait until Wednesday, but it was so good last weekend. We want it back on again this weekend, but unfortunately we have to be patient and wait for that. Now, the big story yesterday, away from Origin, and of course that's still dominating news uh, with candidates being written up about who can replace Brad Fittler. We'll get to all of that shortly, but the big story that I think no one really saw coming at all uh, was Des Hasler going to coach the Gold Coast Titans. So... Uh, as I said, I, I got home from work. I actually had a nap, but I checked Twitter and saw Justin Holbrook was gone immediately. Des Hasler to take over in 2024. Um, stunning, really. Now, Holbrook had a 37.8% winning record, 31 wins, 51 losses from 82 games over three and a half seasons since 2020. And it was not enough to impress the Titans, who have bold plans to win two NRL premierships by 2030. Titan CEO Steve Mitchell said, we are grateful to Justin for his contribution to the club over the past four seasons. We are here to bring success to the Gold Coast. And in order to do so, we feel that this is the change necessary to deliver on our promise, which is to win a premier, which is to win premierships. Holbrook secured the job after guiding uh, the St. Helens team over in the Super League to the 2019 premiership. And the Titans had four players uh, in origin on Wednesday night. But they have struggled, we know, for on-field consistency. Uh, they are very up and down, uh, aren't they? Uh, Hasler, uh, who's 62 now, will join the Titans as head coach for 2024 and beyond, having coached 458 NRL games across Manly and Canterbury. He said, I'm looking forward to joining the Titans to uh, and to start the 2024 season. The club has a strong playing roster. The region is blessed with emerging talent. And the organisation is firmly embedded in the community. I'm confident we can deliver success to the region in the coming seasons. Um, it is an interesting one. Firstly, I do feel for Justin Holbrook. Um, seemed to catch everyone by surprise, including him. He's said he's gutted. He said, I just can't believe it. I feel awful, totally gutted. I did not see this coming at all. Uh, I could understand if they said, look, you have three games or whatever time period to do something, but to be moved on like this, I'm still coming to terms with it. If they were a bit more open about the way things were heading, I would have been able to digest this, but it's hit me out of the blue. So you do, on a personal level, feel sorry for Justin Holbrook. Um, and I'm sure it caught everyone by surprise. Des Hasler, though, is he the right man? Look, we know 
what success he's had at Manly. He also took Canterbury to a grand final in his time there back in 2014 against South Sydney. Is he the right man for the job for the Titans? And a question for you this morning. The Titans have a bold plan, as I just said, to win two premierships by 2030. Now, let's say they don't win one this year. Season's still going, but let's say they don't go on and win this year. Uh, and not many people would have them winning it this year. Can you see Des Hasler delivering the Titans, the Gold Coast Titans, two premierships between now and 2030? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Is Des Hasler the man to deliver the Titans not just one premiership, but two premierships in the next six or seven years? What do you reckon? Is he the man? Look, from my point of view, I don't know um, whether that does actually happen, but it is going to be an interesting one in terms of – I just don't see them winning um, two competitions, but you never know. And from my point of view, I think Des Hasler is the man. Uh, he's a very good coach. We've seen that before, and I think he's a very good coach to potentially uh, take the Gold Coast Titans to that next step. But is he the coach to deliver two premierships for the Gold Coast Titans? What do you reckon? one 300 70 or 0457-736-736. Can they, can Des Hassler deliver two, deliver two premierships for the Gold Coast Titans by 2030? 0457-736-736. And away from that, is he the right man for the job? Look, I think out of all the unemployed NRL coaches this year, I think Des Hassler's name was the one that was mentioned the most. So... Good plan for the Gold Coast Titans. I just don't know if they can win two premierships by 2030, but they may prove me wrong. Uh, still news around State of Origin as well. As you can imagine, uh, the New South Wales team arrived back uh, to, the, to Sydney or their various clubs yeah, yesterday throughout the day. Of course, we'll hear from Brandy after 6 a.m. with Vossi for listers through SEN 1170 a.m. Uh, and, of course, they still have... Um, another game to come as well. Game three, State of Origin. I saw Brad fit the question on the news last night about uh, what he would say to New South Wales fans to get out to a core stadium for game three of State of Origin. And he said something along the lines of uh, whenever there's 80,000 people at a stadium, you're guaranteed a good night or something like that. If you had t- if you had plans, if you had tickets to go to that match on uh, in a few weeks' time, State of Origin game number three. I think it's about the 14th of July in Sydney. Are you still going to go? Are you, or are you going? if you haven't brought tickets, are you still going to go? Are you still going to buy tickets and go? Or are you just going to watch it at home? Um, it is an interesting one. I, I do fear it would be nice to still get a good crowd there. And I'm sure it will attract a crowd. I don't think it will be 80,000. Uh, but it will be interesting just to see how many people turn up. So if you were going to go to State of Origin game number three, are you still going? Do you still consider it an event or are you just going to stay at home and watch it? A lot of candidates about what happens with Brad Fiddler if he is uh, let go of coaching New South Wales. Of course, Queensland leading the series 2-0. Fiddler had to win this year's series to trigger a new deal for 2024. Now, he could still, still be retained. And this is the thing that people are missing a bit. He could still be retained for next year. Uh, the New South Wales Rugby League Board will select uh, the new coach or if Brad Fittler does stay. Um, some of the candidates uh, that have been written up in the Telegraph today, Michael Maguire, of course, current uh, Kiwi coach, Danny Medeiros, 
Trent Barrett, Andrew Johns, his name has been thrown around a bit. Matty Johns, although he's already ruled himself out. Laurie Daly, of course, has coached New South Wales before. Ricky Stewart, Craig Bellamy, Jeff Tuvey, another name that's been thrown about. Paul McGregor and Phil Gould. Uh, I've heard Phil Gould's name mentioned a couple of times over the past 24 hours. Um, if Brad Fittler does go, ask it again today. Out of those people or anyone else, Michael McGuire, Danny Bedaris, Trent Barrett, Andrew Johns, Matty Johns, Laurie Daly, Ricky Stewart, Craig Bellamy, Jeff Toovey, Paul McGregor, Phil Gould. Who would you like as your new, next New South Wales coach? If it's not going to be uh, Brad Fittler, who should it be? 0457 736 736 or 1300-01170. That's just some of what's on our agenda on this Friday morning. Been a busy week of sport. Your thoughts, is Des Hasler the man to deliver the Gold Coast Titans their first premiership? 0457-736-736. What's going to ha unfold on the weekend? What are you most looking forward to on the weekend? As I said, I reckon tonight, and we'll get to Ben Hunt in a second, I reckon tonight is going to be a really, really intriguing uh, night for Dragons fans at Wynn Stadium if Ben Hunt does take the field against the Warriors. Do you expect him to play well if he does? Uh, he's a good player, and we know how good he can be. Uh, and what is what's the reaction? If you were a Dragons fan, and if you are a Dragons fan... What's going to be your reaction to Ben Hunt if he takes a field tonight? I hope it's not too bad, but I get the feeling it might cop a bit of grief from some Dragons fans. What's it going to be like at Wynn Stadium tonight? Who would you get to replace Brad Fittler? That story continues if you want to have your say on that as well. Or anything else? Uh, a bit of a Friday free-for-all this morning. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line. 1300 0111 70. It is 14 past five to your texts and calls and plenty more. After this, Friday morning, Tradies News in a nutshell. Yeah, nice to have you company. 18 past five. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. A text here uh, for Walnuts to start us off on this Friday morning. Can we get Billy Slater to coach New South Wales? Um, no, I don't. I think he's a bit busy and I don't think he'd be... Don't think he'd be that keen to coach New South Wales, but good suggestion, uh, Walnuts. You can have your say on that, uh, continuing on from yesterday. As I said, there's uh, quite a few names written in today's Daily Telegraph that if Brad Fittler is let go of New South Wales coach after game three, um, Michael, Mc I like Michael Maguire idea. I don't mind the Jeff Tuvey idea. Who would you get to replace Brad Fittler? Uh, you can have your say on that. Des Hassler to the Titans. Is he the man to win them not just one, but two premierships by 2030? Look, I think he's a good selection. But is he the man to win him two premierships? And what are you expecting across the weekend of sport? No, 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170 is the open line number. And one more just before we speak to our special guest. I saw a lot of people on Twitter and, look, it won't happen. But what are the changes? And who would you like to see being given a crack for New South Wales in Game 3 of Origin? Because you may see that. Uh, not going to say it means nothing because obviously every origin means something, but it's a chance to debut maybe uh, some people that have been on the outskirts of origin for a while, maybe change the team around a bit. So give me a couple of players you'd like to see playing for New South Wales, name for New South Wales in game three of state of origin to take place in about two and a half weeks time. Of course, those teams named in about 10 days, but now well, I'm going to play this thing. It's not exactly what we're going to be talking about, but this is his official intro. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. At 20 past five now, I'm slightly concerned about this, but we're going to try it. There uh, been a lot of people wondering where this man has been over the past few weeks. Now, he is safe and sound. He's just on a little holiday in Poland. He'll be back in Sydney in a couple of weeks to resume his wonderfully high-paid football crosses. But no expense spared. We cross to Poland and we speak to Jonathan Gallo. John, come in. 
Yes, mate. Yes, I'm, I'm in here. I've got reception. <laughs> uh, I've got myself out of the bunker that I found myself in the last couple of weeks, and I've finally got a reception, Dan. But yes, uh, thank you to the to the Kremlin and all those who've given yes. me reception. Uh, I'm now here, and I'm talking to you and well, and all the wonderful listeners of SEN who no doubt have missed me dearly, and I have missed them terribly. And uh, it's been many weeks where I've had a lot of tears shed, Dan, of my uh, amount of, of, of you know loss and and desire to come back onto this show, mate. Thank uh, you. It's great to be on again. Great sincerity there as well. I do You're appreciate welcome. it. Um, now, uh, we are going to talk just a tiny bit of football, but I did mention at the start of the show that you're at a beach club in Poland. Now, that is interesting for yeah. a, a lot of different reasons, but it, it kind of worries me because it's 21 and a half past five here in the morning. I think it's 9.30 over there. Can you just describe to the listeners this is probably when you normally do across you're usually on your balcony staring out to Newcastle Harbour which is a great place as well of course but this is probably I dare say a little more scenic is that right? It's absolutely more scenic Dan there's a lot more nature about more wildlife certainly and uh, there's a shisha bar just across the the road from where I am as well which uh, serves up uh, strawberry jokes full of vodka and gin, so just keep your head around that mm. for a moment or two. But, uh, yes, it's it's definitely not Newcastle Harbour. It's a whole lot better, Dan, in a whole lot more ways as well. So uh, I'm just awaiting the official arrival of Freddie Fittler any moment now <laughs> to join me, and uh, we'll have an absolute ball. So it'll be fantastic, followed by, obviously, Jerome Luai in, a, in a, about an hour's time, of course, because he doesn't have any work to do, Dan. So no. if he has no work to do... He's, uh, he's going to be here, no doubt. I expect him to be here because I texted him saying, you've got no work either. You can come and join me as well in Poland. And he certainly responded with an absolute thorough thumbs up and a yes. Uh, so you could do an Instagram post too. I'm, I'm going to ask you if obviously you are keeping across the rugby league, uh, sure. so, so I will talk to you in a second about that. Hey, just quickly, just on a serious note, we won't keep you too long. We'll get back. You will let you get back to your holiday. Uh, since we have spoken, of course, uh, the FA Cup, Champions League, all done and dusted. Manchester City did uh, the treble. Firstly, just on that, actually, I want to ask you about Ange, but just incredible, Man City, to do what they've done and what they've done for many years. Really impressive. Again um, and again, uh, John, we're only what less than two months away from the next English Premier League season starting. Yeah, well, fantastic for Pep Guardiola, isn't it? It's probably icing on the cake in terms of his whole managerial career, really, and certainly his time at Man City. He's won four out of five recent Premier League titles, but I suppose the one real clinch in the armour of Pep Guardiola is that he hasn't won the Champions League with Man City, and, of course, with the amount of money that they've spent in the billions and trillions of dollars in the last five, six seasons he's been there, they've still come short in the Champions League. But this time, they've finally got their hands on it, on, on the Champions League trophy and the treble, as you said. The city side, arguably, is it as great as the Man United 1999 treble-winning side. I think that's up for debate right across the world of football at the moment. But I think you have to say, with this, this team that he's put together at the moment in the last couple of years, they are certainly uh, head and shoulders above any other side I've seen in Premier League history in terms of the amount of you know, influences the amount of evidence in that side and just the sheer execution up front. Guys like Harlan, Grelish, you know, Bernardo Silva, Gundogan, guys that have gone tenfold above in their career. Players I didn't think could play that way. You know, he's got the best out of them and uh, fantastic effort from Pep Guardiola. He's, uh, he's done what he's, he's there to achieve. Now, whether he stays on for the next couple mm. of seasons at City or whether he moves on, whether it's mission accomplished, I think that's a wait and see for City fans. But I think they're pretty nervous to see because Guardiola has 
alluded to the fact that he will retire or think about retirement once he does get the Champions League for, for Man City. He'll probably sit back, relax somewhere and think about how long does he have to go and what else in the game does he have to prove. I don't think there's a whole lot more trophies he hasn't won. So let's wait and see what unfolds with that in the next 12 months. Yeah, going to be really, really interesting to see what happens with that. Now, uh, since we last spoke, Ange Postacoglu named manager of Tottenham a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, what did you make of that news? Because we'd been speaking about it, we've been speaking about it on and off for the last year about potential places where Ange could go at one stage a couple of months ago. He's linked to Leeds now, uh, goes to Tottenham. What did you make of it, mate? Uh, I have to say, I think it was fantastic to see from from Ange's point of view and from a Football Australia point of view. I think it does, you know, football the world of good here in Australia in terms of putting Australian coaches on the map on the world stage. Obviously, Celtic is a massive club in its own right. Mm. Um, arguably, is it as big as Tottenham? Perhaps it is in terms of amount of domestic titles and obviously UEFA Champions League appearances that Celtic have had over Tottenham in, in its history. But it's a big challenge. Tottenham, obviously, in the Premier League. Obviously, it's been a bit of a basket case there in the last 12 months and what's going on behind the scenes with Daniel Levy and the Spurs board. That's my only, only concern about it all is that I just wonder how long he's going to have in the position to put on his influence and allow them to play the way he wants them to play. And I said this before, I was on the show, Dan, it takes you know, a good 12 to 18 months for, you know, quite, you know obviously, Crawford Hogwood to play the way his team wants him to play. Whether he's going to have that time available at Tottenham, I just wonder. But, uh, yeah, certainly I think it's a big move for him. I understand the decision. Uh, if that's a little bit of a sour taste in some Celtic fans, they would have liked him to come out and be honest with him up front and told him that he was looking to move earlier in the piece. But he obviously kept his cards close to his chest. Apparently he's been talking to him for the last six months on and off. Uh, obviously Tottenham in the meantime have gone out and about and looking for other managers. He hasn't been their first preference. Whether that, you know, plays on Andrew's mind as the season goes on when things don't go their way, whether that pops up in the conversations between himself and, and Daniel Levy that he wasn't their first pick at the beginning. Uh, but obviously it's a big offer. It's, it's too good to refuse. Big club and, and a lot to prove. And I just hope he gets the time to, to lay down the law and show what he's worth because he's a fantastic manager. And hopefully Tottenham gives him that time to, to show his potential. Yeah, I think that's probably the worrying thing is how much time he's going to be given. But we'll wait and see how that all unfolds. Looking forward to talking to you about that when the Premier League season starts in about six weeks' time. We will let you go in just a second. But Rugby League, I, I can't imagine uh, Rugby League is that big in Poland. But it may grow. You never know. But have you been keeping across? Did you manage to watch the Origin the other night? Have you been keeping across all the Rugby League NRL news on your trip over there to Poland? Of course, you would have been listening uh, to S the end quite regularly to be keeping across everything as well, I'm sure. Yes, I have, Dan. I have. I, uh, I tuned into the game from uh, the VPN, the, the, the great satellite dish that some alien gave me from far, far away that popped up in Poland and said, you can watch it on this. And I've watched it on that stream and mm. it was a bit glitchy, I have to say, a bit delayed, mm. but that's okay, Dan. We watched it. Uh, I was heartbroken, but expected the, uh, the significant loss that we, we conjured up again. Uh, and uh, what can you say about it other than fantastic results on the Maroon? Good again, great series. Uh, you know, Jerome Luai on his Instagram post straight away, catching the way that works. Fantastic for him. Great to see that his mind's been on the game yet again. Uh, and I thought, uh, yeah, pretty clever. I mean, what do you say? What a genius. You know, putting da- Damien Cook into the centres. Who would have thought? What a, what a, what a master stroke that has been. So, uh, yes, it hasn't obviously worked out well for him. Uh, and it may not work out well in terms of game three. But you jogged on the line, I hear. But uh, we'll wait and see what unfolds. It's all been a bit of a mess. And he's like, well, 
I think the biggest thing is, and I think I texted this to you after the game, is where do you go from here? I think uh, Blues are in a real deep hole at the moment, and uh, I don't know where they go to. They can't rely on Jerome Luai. They can't rely on Mitch Moses. But Paul Pack's a little bit all over the place. Who's the next coach possibly going to be? They get rid of Freddie. It's all up in the air at the moment. It's a real dark place to be for the Blues, and not just next season, but, but possibly in the next five, ten years. It's going to be a, a real struggle for New South Wales unless they can turn the ship around now because the Maroons are really on a good path at the moment with the amount of great youngsters that are coming through at the moment. And that was a talking point here yesterday as well uh, about uh, the New South Wales team. Obviously, New South Wales have a lot of very good, great players, but Queensland are building maybe what we could see as a new era uh, like we saw in that uh, mid to late 2000s. Maybe not uh, quite as good uh, as that, but still uh, going to be some very hard to beat over the next few years. John, I'll let you go. Uh, you're back in Sydney in a couple of weeks' time, so we'll chat more then. Of course, the Women's World Cup coming up. I'll be right across that. Uh, SEN has coverage of that as well, so looking forward to that. And then the English Premier League season. So, uh, look, we might chat once more on your holiday. We, well, it might be worth one more cross to you. But for now... No, there's plenty of news, Dan. Yeah, plenty of news. Yeah. Plenty, plenty of news around, mate. Feel free, anytime. Obviously, being a Sheffield Wednesday fan, the, the breaking news oh, yes. Moore, who uh, got the hours promoted, is uh, he's been given he's been given the sack apparently oh. by mutual consent in the last 24, 48 hours. I don't know whether that's so true or not. Whether Darren Moore had plans uh, that the, the club didn't see eye to eye on, but he's now being given the flick. And obviously, the Bournemouth manager Gary O'Neill mm. has been sacked in the off season as well. So Bournemouth are going to be shopping around for a new manager as well. So. It's a bit strange happening, uh, but the, the world of sport does throw these things up. But certainly football has been renowned for that. So, uh, yeah, let's wait and see what unfolds. But uh, a lot of news, a lot more to discuss probably within the next week. So, certainly feel free to give me a bell, mate, and we can discuss while I'm in Poland. I will give you a bell any time, John. Thank you very much. Uh, we will chat uh, very soon. Enjoy the rest of your evening, Thursday evening over there, and we'll chat again soon. Thank you, John. Beautiful. Thank you, mate. Thank I'll go you. back to my strawberry, Jen, and uh, have a lovely think about our great friendship as well, mate. So thank you very much, and I'll talk to you soon. You do enjoy that. Thank you, John Gallo there, and of course, do drink responsibly, as John is and always does. Uh, that sounds nice, doesn't it? Uh, anyway, back to your text, 0457 736 736. Just before break, Charlie Goodso to join me with an NRL preview on the other side. Just this one. Morning, Dan. Uh, read the Gold Coast Titans. Pie in the sky stuff. The Titans chief talking premierships within 2030. Look how long a powerhouse club like the Broncos have waited for a title. Shows how out of touch this guy is. Is it another payout to Hasley in the last year coaching when he sacked, like in the past? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think the two premierships by 2030 a bit far-fetched, but let's wait and see what happens. Our NRL preview next. Keep those texts coming in as well. 0457 736 736. It's 28 minutes to 6 o'clock. Four minutes to six, just a bit of news away from sport just quickly. Uh, it has been confirmed that the five explorers missing in an Ocean Gate tourist submarine uh, have now been uh, confirmed that they have passed away after debris field was discovered near the wreckage of the Titanic. Uh, Titanic. Uh, the five explorers have been sadly lost. It has been uh, confirmed. So those five explorers have sadly passed away. Uh, uh, and that is very sad news, of course. And uh, obviously there'll be more news on that and our news with Vanessa right throughout the morning. Uh, 23 and a half minutes to 6 o'clock. Charlie Goodso to join me in the studio in just a second. Before that, just this coach, Dan. New South Wales don't need a coach. They need a motivator. 
Someone left of centre like Michael Chica would be Chica would be great. Well, his name has been mentioned a couple of times over the past 24 or so hours as well. So that would be uh, interesting to see. We know he coached Lebanon at last year's Rugby League World Cup. So keep those suggestions coming in. Anyone uh, you think if Brad Fidley isn't going to be coach of New South Wales, who would you like to see coach of New South Wales? If you are a New South Wales fan, who would you love to see make their debut in State of Origin in game number three? It is a dead rubber, but they can still look ahead to the future, no matter who's going to be coached. So who would you like to see New South Wales play in Game 3 of State of Origin? Des Hasler to the Titans. They want to win two premierships by 2030. Can he deliver that for the Gold Coast Titans? And what's going to be the highlight of the weekend? What's the most intriguing bit of the weekend you're looking forward to? 0457 736736, our text number. Open line 1300 01 1170. It's coming up to 22 minutes to 6 o'clock. Time to do this. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. Friday morning, Tradies News in a nutshell. I think this is the fourth day in a row we're speaking, or the third day in a row. I can't really do my maths. Uh, with Charlie Good. So morning, Charlie. Good morning. How are we? Very well. Both origins done and dusted, of course. The third men's origin happening in three weeks' time. But we're back to NRL now. Uh, now, we spoke yesterday. Have you recovered? Are you a bit better now? No, I'm still as angry as ever. <laughs> okay, all I'm right. still frustrated as ever. <laughs> Maybe come Monday you'll be a bit better. Mm. But we are back to the NRL, so you can forget about Origin just for a little while. And uh, some interesting matches. And we're at round 17 of the National Rugby League. So starting to get, once we do get that third Origin out of the way, starting to get towards the run home to the final. So these matches all important. The first match tonight at uh, 8 p.m., the St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on the New Zealand Warriors. We'll see what happens with this. If Ben Hunt takes the field, this is going to be one of the more intriguing games of the season, not just the weekend. This makes me really excited because not only gonna, <laughs> not only will they boom because he's a Queenslander, but they'll boom they'll, they'll boom because he's deserting the club. Um, look, I've no really issues with him requesting a release. It's no. ju- it's just bad optics, and it's not what fans want to see. Mm. Um, but this is the Warriors in a in a romp for mine. Uh, mm. I think they're not affected by Origin at all. I mean, mm. the Dragons aren't really affected by Origin either, by the one player who. I don't know if he'll even turn up, to be honest. I think he's been named just purely because he's the captain and it's a bad look if he doesn't get named. Mm. Um, yeah, but the Warriors win this one easy for mine. And the other thing, forgetting the Ben Hunt story for a second, the other thing about the Warriors, they had the bye last weekend, but their past couple of games have been really good. You, they went through that period where I think they only won one in five games and you thought of the wheels starting to fall off. They've bounced back over the past two or three weeks. They're a team to watch this year, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. I think... Um, Look, top four is the absolute best, I think, is, is what they'll achieve. If mm. they miss out on that, I, I think that's fine. I think finals is good. Mm. I think they'll want to win a final, though. Yeah. Um, and this next, uh, the 10-week stretch into the finals will really determine how they go because we've seen in the past where they've just sort of fallen off a little bit um, towards the back end of the mm. season. Mm. Uh, so Andrew Webster's done a really good job at, uh, up until this stage. This is a game that... If they're good enough, they just bank this win and move on to the next one. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Warriors win tonight. Uh, three games tomorrow, 3 p.m. The Dolphins taking on the Parramatta Eels. The last time we saw the Dolphins, they were absolutely smashed by Manly. Parramatta have started to get into some good form. I thought their win last week without the Origin players was really impressive. And I think I said to you last week, if they're in and around that finals uh, situation towards the end of the season, they could cause some issues for some other teams. And I think they beat the Dolphins tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, the, the, the Dolphins, they've had 
a pretty good run up until this point, but I think that it's running out of a little bit of legs. Mm. I, I think, to be honest with you, and uh, yeah, I think I think the Eels are just looking looking great. Mm. I, I think I was really impressed with Mitch Moses' performance in Game Two of State of Origin. Mm. I've been a massive critic of his, but I think that really sort of changed my mind like mm. instantly. I just think he provided that spark that we just have not seen um, in New South Wales in a very long time. Looked the most threatening and. To be fair, he's kind of looked that way for a lot of the season, but just mm. without getting the results, I think. Mm. I think maybe that's clouded my judgment a little bit. Mm. Ah, so the Eels went easy for mine again. And you've got to remember about Parramatta as well, Charlie, is that even in the first four or five weeks of the season, they were losing games, but they were only losing them by four or six points. And that combination, testing, you mentioned testing. Mitch Moses, that combination with him and Clint Gutherson as we get towards the back end of the season could be very important. 5.30 tomorrow night, the Penrith Panthers taking on the Newcastle Knights. Newcastle... Unlucky not to beat the Roosters last weekend. How do you see this one going against the Penrith side, who lost, of course, in Golden Point last week? It'll be interesting to see how many of their origin players back up. Still, obviously, no Nathan Cleary. I think they should still be able to beat the Knights, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. I'm not going to dwell too much on this. I think the Penrith Panthers win, and they win quite comfortably. Are you disappointed with the Knights last week? Very disappointed. They... they they came back in the testing, second half. Testing. I thought they were going to get the Roosters. Close is only good with hand grenades, uh, Dan. Um, they need a win. They should have won that game, and uh, they left a lot of points out there. Penrith for you, then. Penrith, easy. Uh, yeah, Penrith for me, too. Uh, Storm taking on the Manly Seagulls. Now, the Storm over the past couple of weeks have looked pretty impressive. Manly, uh, turbo, peck injury out, you'd imagine, for the rest of the season, at least for a long period of time. We know their record without turbo. They were very disappointing without him and Daly Cherry Evans last Saturday night. The Storm in good form. I can't see anything but a Storm victory on Saturday, on tomorrow night's game, in tomorrow night's game. Yeah, n- n- neither can I. Um, I think, yeah, the injury to Turbo, we, like you said, we know the record without him. I mean, I think they're better. They're still a good team without him, but I think that record just says, speaks for itself. I really want to mention uh, Will Warbrick for mm. the Melbourne Storm. He's been sensational in his debut season. Uh, scored four tries against the Tigers, mm. uh, which was overshadowed a little bit by Alex Twile's yes. uh, first try. But uh, just got to got to mention good performances when you see it. Yeah, I think the Melbourne Storm win quite comfortably as well. Do you see Manly making the eight without Turbo? No. Yeah, no. no. I, I, I think I, I, I on p- perfect to be perfectly honest, didn't see them making the eight even with him in the side, mm. just because he's been he's not the same Turbo that we knew in twenty twenty one when he just lit up both mm. the Origin and NRL arenas. Yeah, I, I don't think they make finals. And I think with Manly, and I don't want to take anything away from their performance against the Dolphins a couple of weeks ago, but I think there was a bit of a, f- not false hope, because they were very good, but the Dolphins were very bad that night as well. Dolphins were poor. It was kind of the perfect recipe for a massive blowout. I, mm. I think um, DC even spoke on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club uh, a few weeks back. I think after that, yeah. after that Friday night game, they yeah. said, oh, look, that we even surprised ourselves. I, I think we just didn't expect to you know, win so comfortably and so easily and drop, what, 58 points mm. on, on the yeah, Dolphins in the end? Yeah, yeah. so uh, I think it even came as a shock to the Manly players. Three games on Sunday as well. The first of them, 2 p.m., the Brisbane Broncos taking on the Gold Coast Titans at Suncorp Stadium. The Broncos, we know how they've been going throughout most of the year. The Titans, very inconsistent. Again, I think, look, I think it'll be close for a while because the Titans, I'm sure, will be up for this match, but I still think the Broncos win. The Titans could win this game, but I'm going to tip the Broncos just because of the fact you mentioned inconsistency. Mm. I've, I've seen more from the Broncos to suggest that they'll 
win this game than the Titans to cause an upset. Yep, I think the Broncos win. I find this 405 game out at a core stadium at Homebush really interesting. South Sydney up against the North Queensland Cowboys. There was a period there in about, what, a month ago when South Sydney were the best team in the competition, won, what, five or six games in a row. They have had injuries, obviously, but they have come back to the field a little. The Cowboys got in a very important win against uh, the Panthers last weekend. Let's see what they can do this weekend against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Can they keep their top eight hopes alive or do South Sydney bounce back to some kind of form? Really interesting match. Yeah, look, they don't have a good record at a core stand from memory or, or just in Sydney in general, mm. the, the Cowboys. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right. I think a month is a long time in in football. And as we've seen, the, the Rabbitohs have gone from premiership favourites to just sort of slipping away a little bit and losing that mantle maybe Seems like the Broncos or the Panthers. Mm. I think they'll bounce back pretty well. Mm. Um, I think I think Cody Walker is back as well, I believe. Um, but I, I think they've got stars across the park. I think overall, they'll they just have a better team than the Cowboys, so they yeah. should win. Yeah, Cody Walker named five eight. Campbell Graham in the centres as well. I think South Sydney win. Uh, if the Cowboys could spring an upset, you might think maybe they could do something. They've been very disappointing throughout the season so far, but I agree with you. South Sydney win. And the final game of round 17 of the NRL Allianz Stadium, Sunday night at 6.15. The Roosters taking on the Raiders. The Roosters did get a win over the Knights last weekend. Good news for them. Uh, Luke Keary may be playing on on Sunday night. We'll have to wait and see. He was named. The Raiders have gone, I reckon, under the radar a little bit this year, although their last performance, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, in Jared Croker's 300th game, was less than inspiring against the Warriors. I find this one a tough one to tip, but I think the Roosters might be able to get them at home. Uh, you're wrong. Uh, uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh, the Canberra Raiders are going to win this game, okay. I reckon. I think... I think the best part about the Raiders during this origin period is that Jack Wyden mm. had retired from rep football mm. to start off with, so he'll be fresh. They've come off the bye. Jamal Fogel will be re- uh, refreshed. I think Hudson Young played a really good mm. game uh, mm. in game two. I think he'll get a lot of confidence from that. I think he's one that probably holds his spot for game three. Yeah, I, I agree. I'd like to see him hold this spot. Mm. I really don't know what they're going to do for game <laughs> three. But other than that, I, I think he'll take a lot of confidence out of that going mm. into game three. And look, for all your hoopla about, you know, the Roosters mm. beating the Knights and blah, 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 you guys didn't score a point in the second half. No. So I, I and didn't play that well. I so. Yeah, and I'll say one thing about the Roosters as well. Uh, their attack in the first half looked okay. And I will give a rap to Sandon Smith, who played very mm. well as halfback, his first start out at halfback. But the attack for the Roosters, and we said this last week, is the issue. It's not the defense. It looks clunky. And you could probably give them the benefit of the doubt last week with Kiri going mm. off. But even with Kiri on the field, it's looked like that for the whole year. They need to get that rectified very quickly. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Um, yeah, there's not much more I can add to that. Thank you. Uh, Charlie, great stuff. You'll be okay. You have a weekend to recover now. Any plans to help you recover um, from the awful week you've had? Uh, well, you have had a really bad week. The, yeah. the insect sting. Yeah. Then <laughs> a New South Wales losing at the original Wednesday night. You'll be yeah. ba- You'll bounce back next week. I'll bounce back. I might go to one of the smash rooms, you know, where you go to those rooms, just smash uh, yeah. like plates and things like that just to get a bit of anger out. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Can you put that on TikTok? <laughs> sure. Like, <laughs> With Brandy. Yeah, well, Brandy might be there as well. Uh, thank you, Charlie. Speak to you next week. Thank you very much. Charlie Goodsir with our NRL preview. 
Sounds like a fun weekend for Charlie, doesn't it? It's 12 minutes to 6 o'clock, 1300-01-1170, our open line number. You can text 0457-736736. A text before a break. Noddy for New South Wales uh, to be the next coach. Not someone that's been mentioned, of course, uh, played for New South Wales, part of the SEN team here. Um, uh, coached the West Tigers, of course, for a little while last year as well. Wouldn't be too bad. Good suggestion. Uh, Rooster Man, we'll wait and see how that all unfolds. Vossi and Brandy coming up with breakfast uh, after six o'clock for our listers in Sydney through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Pan and Heels in Queensland. We'll come back with more of your text to finish things up in just a second. It's coming up to 11 to 6. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Friday morning right here on SEN. Yeah, it is six and a half minutes to six o'clock, 0457 our text number. You can call the open line, uh, 1300 or maybe wait until breakfast. And now AFL last night, Geelong, uh, 11-12-78 over Melbourne, 8-15-63. Jeremy Cameron, sickening uh, concussion uh, in that match. Hopefully, uh, from all reports, he is okay. But Claire will stop for about 10 minutes uh, there. But well done to Geelong. Rest of the weekend, St Kilda play Brisbane tonight. That'll be at 7.50. Uh, we've got the Sydney Swans up against West Coast tomorrow afternoon at the SCG at 4.35. Fremantle will play Essendon uh, tomorrow at 7.25. Uh, then two games on Sunday, a bit of a shortened round. Collingwood and Adelaide at 10 past one. And the final game of the weekend in the AFL will be Gold Coast up against Hawthorne. Uh, but as I said, Geelong last night over Melbourne, 11-12-78 over Melbourne, 8-15-63. Of course, last night in the Women's State of Origin, New South Wales won 18-14, but not enough, unfortunately, for New South Wales fans to take out the series. Queensland wins the series. couple of texts to finish things off. Morning, team. I hear all this talk about Queensland's passion and how it means more. I'm not sure about that. To me, it just seems that the boys in Maroon just all concentrate on playing as well as they can. The Blues and their supporters seem more focused because I'm cracking two-headed jokes. Remind me again how that's going for them. Thank you, Kiwi Craig, an unbiased view of State of Origin. Uh, this from Bondi Jack. Paulo should be gone. Yo is slow. Uh, attack that belongs should, uh, to Murray should be in 13. Obvious pregame. Uh, Mitchell, three. Graham, four. Walker at six. Uh, Suali on the wing as well. Burton, 17. The rest as is. Martin starts for Frizzell. Thank you, Bondi Jack. And this one, can you please pass on to Brandy uh, that Nick Meany from the Elmer Storm should be in to replace Tommy Turbo. Jason, I will pass it on to Brandy, who is back with Vossi after the 6 o'clock news through 11.70 a.m. Patton Hills coming up for this is in Queensland with Vossi and Brandy. Brandy obviously back from State of Origin duty. And Wally, the stats man, will crunch all the key numbers heading into an important round of the NRL. The boys will give their tips. And David Riccio with all the latest rugby league headlines. Thanks for your company this week. Been a really busy week. Have a great weekend. I'll catch you back here Monday morning from 5am. Breakfast follows the news.